We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. Soft open, take two. <laughs> Soft open, take two. Damn, dude, that was such a good opener. That was too. a good opener, and people are never going to know. <laughs> people will never, they'll never believe us. They'll never say, yeah, and I, I don't even know what happened either, so. Yeah, right, it's gone. It has immediately exited my memory, but in that moment, we were we were alive. We were electric, they yeah. would say. The, the fact that it recorded also ten minutes of audio... And then just it Deleted also it. showed that there was ten minutes of recording. Yeah, and there's just no audio. Love it. I love like, when that. Happens. I don't even know how. I that love happened. technology so much. It's I, so good. I love bringing an audience just directly into this too. It's like yeah. no god. It's like all right, soft opening. Yeah, we just the whole thing just got deleted. <laughs> soft we, opening. Three dudes, three grown men couldn't get the fucking we couldn't. recording yeah. software to work. Yeah, we usually stare so down the screen the and make sure it's going the whole time. To be honest, you know, the one I didn't even time know that we were close happen. to ten minutes. I, like, I just looked down and noticed. I was like, oh, the screen's black. Oh no. I didn't think it would cause a problem. It's weird that you can't set it up so that it doesn't go Never. to sleep. Yeah, I, it's Samsung. Faulty, faulty, faulty uh, engineering right there. <laughs> Tell you what. Hey, yeah, I you know that is weird. I don't know because like iPhone has it. it. Like, why not just give us the option to have it right. never fall asleep? Mm. I don't know. Security a way feature. I well, let's try this again. Hey guys, how was Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah, it was great. My my favorite part is that my family or someone who my wife's grandma knows. Yeah. Uh, it's like a local neighbor. She makes this homemade cranberry sauce, and it is divine. It it it, it somehow has the perfect blend of cranberries. Um, and then also like mandarins or some type of orange in there, but not enough for it to 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 to, to to throw you off from that it tastes just like cranberry sauce just a little bit more tangy the cranberry and like mandarin taste like is solid I, i've had right. that flavor like in things and it's that sounds great i've never it, that i would probably try the can stuff that just comes out in the shape of the can i that yeah, stuff is it's gross. a little it's my a dad little on a, my dad loves that shit that shit that like slowly yeah, drips out of the can. He's just like, that's mine. It's yeah. it's so fucking weird. I had a I had a friendsgiving one year. I had Berto over and I had the can like cranberries out and like nobody's eating them and he's like clearly like getting like frustrated that no one's eating them. And he was like, excuse me, is anybody gonna eat these? And nobody like nobody said anything. Everyone was like, whatever. And he just grabbed the, the thing with his bare ass hands and started slicing away at it. Nice. And then I was just like, holy shit! And the girl next to him is texting me like, oh, I think I want some cranberries. And I was like, you're more than welcome to, but just no Birdo's hands yeah, have just been dug into it. Manhandled the little. And I know he's listening to right now and being like, I didn't do that. I was not like that. Yes, it happened. I was there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jeez, well, what about you, Joe? What's one of your favorite parts about Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's definitely got to be, uh, it's a new one that we've, we've started um, in the past couple of years. After we have Thanksgiving dinner, because we also, we have Thanksgiving dinner at like three. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's common, that's just, you know. how We, we don't do it around four. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, like, you know, we're wrapping it up. Everyone's starting to leave around 7. So uh, now we've we've started. The past couple of years we've done this where we'll go to a movie after Thanksgiving dinner. Um, me and the cousins usually. Um, and uh, we'll usually find something that's that everyone kind of agrees with and this year it just happened to be Hunger Games. Turns Oof. out they all love Hunger Games and a lot. Yeah, a lot. They've read the books, they know the lore. Wow. Um I I was just happy that they were willing to go to a movie with me. Um so right. I tagged along and Cool. Yeah, it was it was not the worst movie I've seen this year. <laughs> I can well, say that. That's better than that might be that's what a we dub. talk about yeah, today. That's a though. dub. Yeah, that's there a you dub. Go. Cool. That's a fact. <laughs> Ooh, my blood pressure is through the goddamn yeah. roof about this, but we're not there yet, so I'm going to do some breathing exercises and relax real fucking quick. Yeah. Usa, mm. I'm back. I, um, we normally do that on, on Christmas. Molly and I started doing it. Um, we saw Licorice Pizza one year. We saw The Whale oh, the yep. next year. Like, it was, we, we love doing the, the Christmas movie thing, but... I, I don't know what the hell to see this Christmas. There's, like, nothing yeah. that I know. Oh, like, yeah. every movie That's I want to see, I know I'm going to see before Christmas. Yep. Like, I know I'm going to see Godzilla Minus One. I'm going to yeah. see Poor Things. I'm going to see The Boy and the Heron. Dream scenario. Do, are we going to get Poor Things soon? I don't think we're getting it. I think it's at Alamo, though. Oh, yeah, that we've. I think we've already discussed. We've brought, this is probably the third episode in a row that we've brought this up. That we're gonna <laughs> and we're going to. Alamo we're going to, watch, to the Alamo to, to watch, watch this. Poor things and boy, boy the heron. heron exactly. Yes. We I, made a whole poor boy. Poor boy. Oh, poor boy. Yes, exactly. The, <laughs> the boy and the poor thing. Is yes, what, is what I was saying, the boy and the poor so, thing. So, so perfect. <laughs> yes, we're going to go see that um, next weekend. This weekend, I'm going to go see Godzilla Minus One in IMAX. I can't believe you guys are not going to go. Oh, Tag yeah. down, man. I wish You're I tapping out? I'm so tired, yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need my rest. I can't wait to go eat Korean barbecue without you. <laughs> Damn. That, yeah, that does sound like a great day, though. I know Molly and I are gonna go see go see a movie at twelve thirty in the afternoon in IMAX, and then just have the rest of the day to do whatever. <laughs> to do whatever. That's a great move. You gonna go to the comic store? Probably, since it's right like yeah, it's literally there, like a triangle right, right there. Right? Yeah, you got the the movie theater, the Korean barbecue spot, and then like you can walk to all of these places. Yeah. and you'll be in and out of that that theater by like you know at two. Yeah, maybe like three at the latest. And then you got time just to eat and then do whatever. Exactly. That's that's that's, cool. that's where my mind's at when thinking about this. So I'm pretty excited for that. Dope. As far as Thanksgiving stuff though, so this year was was weird because we did Thankmas. I think I brought it up on the last oh, yeah. episode where it was like combined them. Yeah, where we did Christmas and Thanksgiving. So we we got in Wednesday night yeah. and like we didn't like immediately go to bed, but like pretty shortly after we got in we 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 passed out but we had to work that day we just did the drive thursday is thanksgiving and my my nana and my aunt come over and my nana's doing this new thing i don't know if it's new or if it's just like something i didn't notice until recently but i feel like the older she gets the more like critically racist she's getting no like it's not like it's not like nana where it's just sort of like oh nana it's like jesus christ what the hell are you saying yeah there was a point where i just was like stop talking like please stop talking what you're saying is ridiculous you sound stupid right now like it was it was nuts we're literally at like during didn't do it during 
Thanksgiving dinner, but during our Christmas dinner, she was just like, the last time we had real men was Vietnam, and I was like, brother, <laughs> what a take. <laughs> wow. What the, even, like, my dad, like, like stops, like, mid-bite, like, what the hell did she just say? It was, oh, no. it was unbelievable. Sounds like the time, time of your life. Yeah. And a half. Last year, she pulled the, uh, Denzel Washington's one of the good ones. Oh, boy. I mean, it's rough, (laughs) man. Like, it's like, what's going on, dude? It's not that hard. Being, being not racist is so easy. I don't understand. Oh, my God. So, that was, so she did that, and we had to do Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Let's do this. Let's get through this. Um... But and you made it. You're I alive. made it, and she made me the best pumpkin pie ever. It was fucking fantastic. Well, I mean, that's kind of a plus. As long as they bring like some sort of you know top tier dish, and it's like, all right, I can put up with the shit if I can just get to the dish. Oh, okay? she was upset that the guy that that killed George Floyd got stabbed in prison. She was oh. like, they should have let him go. And I was just like, oh god. Oh no. No, Nana. No, Nana. Right? <laughs> I was like, what was the thing? She said something like fucking crazy that I remember me and my brother and Molly like all texting each other like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? This is like, not Nana. Christmas. Dinner no, talk. No, not at all. You just gotta chill. But so yeah, she brought a pumpkin pie and it was fantastic. And then on Christmas, di- the Christmas night, she showed us how to di- how to make her homemade spaghetti carbonara, mm, which was like nice. spectacular. Making it tomorrow night, it was so fucking good. Um, so that so she came, she brought two things, and she got me a like a a griddle for Christmas. Cool. Which was nice. I she thought that she would bought me a cream barbecue set. And I didn't have the heart to tell her that's not what she bought. So I was like, thanks, man. This is fucking rocks. This, this is great. <laughs> this is exactly what I this asked dope. I can make I can make some, some pancakes on this. <laughs> like, like bacon, you know? So more power to Nana. I, I have nothing but nice things to say about Nana other than don't be racist. Please, please, you must stop Please this. don't be racist. Okay, I, I was I was going to ask, though. Are you guys a whipped cream on your pie or no whipped cream when, whenever you Depends on the it. mood. Yeah, I went with I went with ice cream this time. Also oh. depends on the pie. I feel like also true. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't I, put whipped cream I think, I think on like whipped pecan cream goes pie. On anything. Yeah, but I would on like mm. pumpkin on like a sweet sweet pie. Like yeah. yeah, that like whipped cream is like a is like a necessity. But like I wouldn't put like whipped cream on on yeah probably like a like a. I wouldn't put whipped cream on a chicken pot pie. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Either. <laughs> Unless it was gravy with cream. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. I, where did the soundboard go? Why are you Why oh. are you becoming the soundboard? Did you make a soundboard Funny for tonight's enough, well, episode? I have very limited sound sound bites. Let me let me pull it up. Here's the thing. We haven't done sound bites in like a minute no, on so. here. But because of and I, what I think we can mutually agree is an intense hatred for one of these movies that we watched, we all brought our A-game tonight. <laughs> We did. Yes. yes. Matt has sound bites. I have notes. It's going to get ugly. You're in big trouble now, pal. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> yeah, that person that's in real big trouble, Kurt Cameron. Welcome to the Shot in the Chaser podcast, a podcast where we see a fight to the death of who's really saving Christmas. On tonight's shot, we have Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas. A movie that at one point was the lowest rated movie on Letterboxd, but now I believe is heralded at number two. And then to chase it down, we have another from our good friend, Ernest. Uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. 
a movie that I double barreled over laughing multiple times Easily. because no matter what, it's earnest. It's perfect. It's so good. So great. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. I'm Joey. Hell yeah. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us. We are stoked to get into it tonight. Um, just just as Nick said, these movies were were crazy, and one <laughs> we absolutely loved, and the other one we. Yeah, well, we I like have to set up a doctor's appointment. Like I have to yeah, get like my, I have to get my blood what, pressure what meds refilled. I was so, I was fuming by like the twenty minute mo- point of that movie. But we'll we'll get into that. Other than the propaganda movie, what you guys been watching this week? Good question. Yeah, this week, uh, it will that can 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 we just dive right into a movie that that we we all saw in the theater? I think, I think so. I think it it's, it should be talked about. Saltburn. Oh yeah. Um, I think that Emerald Fiddle. Yeah, we all I think had a really good time watching this. Oh, yeah. Um, so. e- even sleeping on it, I think that it's only gotten better. Same. You know, just giving it more time to 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 breathe. Um, I can't say the next time I'll watch it, but. I did like it a lot. Like if 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 uh, if Nick picks it up or something, then I would want to watch it. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to go back to the theater to watch it necessarily. But uh, Jacob Elodi, I think, really like for for me, I think stole the the scenes like as he as he usually does. I think I think that um, ever since Euphoria, he's just shown us his range. He can play the crazy villain that you just despise, or he can play. Um, Kind of an understated rich kid, you know, who's yeah. who's part of this ultra rich family. I I just that's just you know performance level. The movie's crazy. I yeah, th- I thought yeah. I thought it was fun. Um, he did a good job with Elvis too this year. And Priscilla. he did, yeah, he yeah. did. He's, right, he's had a great year this year. He yeah, he has. And I don't think it was as crazy as what I was led on to. No, not leave. at all. I I put that I put that in my review, like because I was genuinely very scared when we when we were walking into that that theater. Because the only thing I'd seen about this movie was the trailer, and that at some point Barry Keegan eats cum, and I was yeah. like, "I'm sorry, what?" Well, I <laughs> and I will say, I I wish, I think that I would have given this movie five stars had I never seen a trailer for it. If somebody just said, "Hey, you Maybe. should see this movie called Saltburn. It's got Barry Keegan and Jacob Elordi in it," I would have been like, "Oh, hell yeah, let's go." Because the first hour of that movie feels like a "Call Me by Your Name" yep. situation, I was like, "I'm in love with this. This is this is magic." But because I knew where this had to go, I was like, "When does this stop being like <laughs> so beautiful right. and become like a malicious hellscape?" And it is like right when they get to Saltburn that like a switch is flipped, and the whole movie's dynamic like flips upside down, and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. But there was never a point where I was like. That is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, no, I men infinitely more disturbing. Easily, yeah. No, I totally agree. I think that it's he does things that are like that that you're gonna feel uncomfortable with. But I think that's that's the point of it. It's natural, but it's like there was never anything. No, I, I wouldn't say never. There was there were things that I was like, ah, oh, okay, and there were things that I was like, Jesus Christ. But I don't know. I I don't think it was. I don't think people that are like. This is the most deplorable movie. It's vile. I'm like, go fuck yourself, dude. Right. Yeah, it it definitely was one of the more shocking movies to be released this year. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's just worth it. I think I think people who are kind of turned off, it, it, if they're if, if they're grossed out by this movie, then you know, 
it is what it is, you know, more, more for me, I guess, because, because this movie I, I thought was, was great. I thought it was, um, very, very well, uh, stated as a, as a, as a, um, erotic thriller. I guess I would qu classify it as that. Um, but then it becomes like a gone girl type movie, like at the end, yeah. it's yeah. so weird. It like, it, because it's like that for so long and then it kind of reverses it where you're like, what? So like yeah. all of that was like fake it's weird because like, you're kind of getting that vibe though like yeah. but once like once like the main event happens like you're kind of like you're you're suddenly like oh i think he he did something i think yeah. something happened here but then you're like oh well the movie's wrapping up i i guess not or maybe and then it's just like nope i was right shit fuck yeah, oh, god. Yeah, like, like, oh god oh god <laughs> yeah and i mean I think all the even the supporting actors they got for this movie, they mm. did so well. I mean, you had uh, of course Roseman Pike, which I think spectacular. Is, she's so good. Um, the girl who plays Venetia in this movie, nice, um, is also so great. The the sister, yeah. Um, even the the guy that was in the. Grant Grant Turismo. Yeah. It's like he can be in, in, in bad roles and then he can be really good. He's also in Midsummer. He's also in Midsummer. He yeah, exactly. In and he's great in, 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 yeah. in both. Yeah. And he actually does different accents and they work really well. I was kinda worried at first, I was like, Oh, he's like an American, but then like by the end I was like, This is just how he talks, but it's not how he talks like no. like in real life at all. But it was good. It was good. Yeah. I think I personally I just think everyone did did a great job with yeah. it. Um, it's yeah, well directed personally it's it's in my top 10 of 2023 for right now for yeah. sure it's also like very well shot yes yeah it, like beautiful understated in how great uh this the cinematography is in this movie it kind of blows you away and the color palettes the color like, palettes yeah yeah it's yeah it, it's such a good movie it like it it isn't shocking enough like i think most people can handle this movie oh yeah too like if you're nervous about it i feel like it's a movie that you could handle yeah and it, for sure. it's i think most people would actually enjoy it i think yeah i i think that if you can be mature yeah. you'll really like this movie like if you're if you're gonna be if you're gonna panic or you're just looking for a reason to be upset then don't see salt burn and don't ruin yeah. it for people that actually want to see the movie i don't get the hate i don't get the people that are like Fuck Emerald Fennel, this movie's vile and disgusting. Or the people that are like, this is just as fucked up as when Babylon came out. That movie was fucking terrible. And it's like, what did, first of all, Babylon was so good. Yeah, and this and this movie is also spectacular. I feel like we're yeah. going to have a, another Babylon moment with this fucking movie. And it's like, I feel like I don't know what you people want. Yeah. What are I you? don't know what they're looking for. I yeah. can't, I cannot figure out for the life of me what anybody wants from the movie anymore dude i'm telling you i i I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy but like sometimes what the uh, ratings are on letterboxd i don't agree with them at all i'm like whoa that is way off which i know i i watch a lot of weird stuff but when i try to watch stuff like saltburn i try to be as giving engaged, as yeah. possible yeah as engaged as possible yeah. so when this movie you know comes across and it's like a strong four four and a half movie i'm just saying that right out the gate then I think it deserves attention. So when people are yeah. like, "No, this this sucks," I'm like, "Well, what the fuck?" Like exactly what you said. What do you want? Like yeah. this is this is cinema, like right now. And to be honest, I feel like most of it was just uh, like a couple people on Twitter getting a right. lot of attention. That's true. That's, that's true. also true. That's true because it has a 3.7 on Letterboxd, which is very respectable. Yeah, for a it movie. is. It is very respectable, especially with some of the scenes. You can you get why some people would maybe not love this. Right. Movie. Right. Yep. 
Um, but don't get the general consensus that like it's it's like the most vile thing you'll yeah. see. Like it's there are there are so many other horrors you can see that are mainstream releases. That I would say that are that I think are more like holy shit than this. Yeah, oh yeah, easily. Apart from that though, I actually watched two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, just gonna touch on them briefly. Two horror movies. Surprising. It um, is about to be December. I, yeah, no, you're never gonna stop. I watched Dog Soldiers, uh, which <laughs> was that sounds really fucked up. <laughs> which, yeah, right, it does. But it, it's not. It, it it it's it's about um, this group of of um, guys in the military over in I think Ireland or the, the the UK area, and they're just on a training mission. They even have um, uh, blanks, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. nothing that that will actually harm anyone. And they go out on this mission, and essentially they get attacked by this hat pack of mm-hmm. werewolves. Oh, and, okay. And then, and then they they just have to survive the night. But it's it's a pretty low budget movie, and I liked it overall. I liked the concept. It's a fun movie. The dialogue is very action movie esque, um, but the director I think just kind of got in the way. Not <laughs> not like physically, but just. Some of the choices, I don't know if it's the director or the editor who's at fault, but just some of those types of decisions were just a little bit too distracting for me to be like, this is, this is a classic. This is, this is a five-star movie. What would you like, give it as in a star in star rating? Maybe like a three or a three and a half. Okay. It's, it's a type of werewolf movie where like you don't even see transformations. It'll be someone like, ah, and they'll like shrink down like behind a box. Yeah. And then they spring up and they're like an eight-foot-tall werewolf. And you're like... Oh, okay. Love like, it. Yeah, well, yeah, which is like that. Love it. Like, if you love it, you love it. If, if you know, I was like, man, I want to see one of them transform. All right, but anyway, and then I watched a completely random movie just because I saw it had a sequel, so I wanted to see if it was good. Um, it was called Evil Dead Trap. Yes. Isn't, yeah. this, is, isn't this Japanese or is yeah. this? Yes. Yep. And I will say that this was a very bizarre movie. Um, <laughs> the, the, the longer I sleep on it, the more I can appreciate it from afar. I didn't really vibe with it, but it literally was like a italian argento movie mixed with japanese that seems very, very harsh yeah it's very Does it have strange. anything to do with the evil dead no trip? funny oh, enough okay. yeah <laughs> right um the the um original name like if, if you just take it straight from japanese it says like the ghost trap or something like that so i, I oh. they they must have renamed it for american audiences to be like evil dead come get your evil dead because it's like kind of about spirits and kind oh. of about a, a an abandoned property but it's a slasher movie essentially gotcha kind of okay. like, kind of like a weird paranormal slasher movie it's got some cool effects in it you know if you have shutter check it out but would you say it was a better crazy. slasher than thanksgiving yeah yeah for <laughs> sure for sure i mean it it, it has Take like, that it has like a demon baby coming out of someone and and, and then like shooting fire from his mouth or something like that that's hard yeah, it was okay. It, it was kind of weird. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. Joey, what about you? What did you watch? Yeah, so I got to watch a couple movies as well. Um, one movie uh, I got to watch from the Regal mystery movie. I uh, decided to oh, check so that jealous. out. And uh, it's a movie called American Fiction. Uh, Lucky. Starring Jeffrey Wright. That was... You, you see the trailer you kind of expect it's going to be a, a fun ride and it is um i will say though the the trailer um doesn't give away literally anything it Love gives that. away like a just a small part of the movie cool um the movie is much deeper than that it's also hilarious 
um, I was in a very, probably the biggest in, in that secret theater in our Regal, the one that's huge. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of people in it. Um, and everyone was laughing the entire time. It also, like, it makes some, like, very on-the-nose jokes that hit, um, I think, our area really well. And uh, it has a very unique ending that uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, Dope. But it, it kind of gets a little messy. But I, I really did sure. I did enjoy it for the most part. I, I gave it a four. Um, solid nice. movie. Jeffrey Wright is the star. I of love him. Movie. No, I'm so, so good. I've never seen every him every do role. anything bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's so great. Um, another movie I, I wanted to check out and I checked out um, was uh, called The Day Trippers. I don't know if you guys have. Ever I've heard it. the name. Yeah. So it's it, the director of this movie, and I, I I don't know if this is the movie that they credited it for, but um, it's the same director as Super Bad. Really? And I'm pretty sure this is the movie that Seth Rogen watched as a kid that made him want to hire this guy to direct Superbad. Um, and it is incredible. The movie, it stars like a very young, live... I already messed up his name. Leave Schreiber. Um, oh, wow. Uh, a very young Hope uh, Davis. Um, a, and a couple other. Parker Posey's in it. A girl from Bo and Yo, yeah, shit. Very okay. young, yeah. Okay. And uh, it's it's a it's a road trip movie that gets really weird and uh, cool in a like heartwarming way. And there's like a switch in the movie that just turns this into like a like this beautiful movie that like is so compelling and it, it is like way better than I expected. Uh, yeah, it, it, like it is not at all super bad. <laughs> it's from 1996 too, so it's like. Little yeah, a good ten years before the wow. Super Bad was even made. So, yeah, it's a it was a shockingly great movie. Cool, yeah, and uh, I'm glad I got to watch it. But, Sweet man, hell yeah, yeah. That, that's all I've seen. What about you, Nick? Uh, so when I was down in North Carolina, um, my dad and I rewatched Shin Godzilla, but he made me watch the English dub. And it was brutal. Like, it was oh so hard to get through. I was like, oh, my God. And I am a... I watch all my anime dubbed. I, I don't care. Godzilla, yeah. though, it was like, oh, my God, this is a movie that should never be dubbed. Like, There's a this lot is, of talking in it, too. That one has a ton of talking. Yeah. And it's just... It's very... It's like... In the Japanese one, it would be like, I don't even need Godzilla here right now. Like, I'm, I'm enthralled by what's happening. And this movie was like, please show up. Please, I need to get through this. Uh, but but my dad ended up liking that, and then um, we watched. Um, they 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 were working on a new season of Mystery Science Theater three thousand, and they got the rights to it, but Netflix isn't distributing it. It's on Tubi. Oh, nice! So we watched one of the new episodes on Tubi, and that shit had me rolling. But it was like a another like Godzilla esque movie uh, called Gamera versus Jiger. <laughs> Nice. And it was wild. Like it was because it's like a knockoff. So like instead of instead of a giant lizard, Gamera is a giant turtle. Mm-hmm. So like he has a shell and everything, and like he'll like put all of his arms inside of his body and then like fly around like a saucer. What I was gonna say is that I just found out about Gamera. Really? Because of Arrow. What? Yeah, because 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 of Arrow distribution or whatever the the um, film distribution oh, yeah, 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 company. Yeah. 
um, they they had like a box set similar to Criterion's box set, but it was all on Gamera. And I was like, who the hell is this Gamera thing? And then I just spent like a couple minutes just looking at the box and I'm like, this is a Godzilla ripoff. And oh, it then, is. And then you literally brought it up. And I'm like, what the hell? He's <laughs> here again. It is a Godzilla ripoff. Like in the 90s, like Mystery Science did like a whole like special on it where they did like 10 Gamera movies in a row because they're so a lot of them, fucking yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. that was a really good time. Did you I, like it though? I loved it. Okay. Cool. I lo- I love those old like like monster those old movies. monster movies. Yeah, yeah, where it's just like it's a miniature set, it's puppets, or it's a dude in a, in a costume, and yeah. it works every, works every time. time. It's yeah. just fun because you can fun. just zone out. The special effects are ridiculous, but it's like this is so cool. <laughs> Someone made this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was cool. I did want to talk about a movie that I watched this week. That is creeping its way like higher up in like my like best movies of all time list. Really? Yes, I saw a movie called Twilight, not Twilight from two thousand eight, not the crap the crappy Twilight. No, no, this is from nineteen ninety. On Thanksgiving morning, I was scrolling on my phone and I saw three different film pages that I follow post about this movie. They're like res- found and restored for the first time in four K. Twilight. And the poster on it is, like, fucking ominous. And I was like, what is this? And here's the summary. Also, it's a tight 90. In the dense and murky woodlands of uh, provincial uh, Hungary, the search for a child murderer drags a once-respected detective into an all-consuming obsession, enshrouded by irresolution and despair, even long after he has been taken off the case. What What emerges is not a crime story, but a harrowing venture through the darkness of the human soul. Oh wow! This movie fucking rocks. Like, it is. It is so intense. It is shot in all. It's all in black and white. Oh, it feels like if Tarkovsky was asked to make a psychological horror movie. Cool. (laughs) Nice. Okay. It was so good. I'm sold. And there's like very little music, but when the music comes on, it's like. It's like sound clips that I hear on TikTok, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is there is no way this is where it came from," and they're like the ominous, like weird shit. Oh shit! It's okay. weird. Like cool. the music is very like haunting anytime it comes on, and just like the cinematography is beautiful. Damn. Nobody shows a single emotion in that movie, and it is so dreadful. Oh man, that sounds like um. Well, I mean, Eraserhead was. Like everyone had one emotion which they yes. were expressing, but yeah, it it definitely sounds kind of like that. But I'm I'm stoked. I it's have, on it's on redacted. I oh, do nice. I do recommend watching it. It comes out on 4K restoration in February, and I am picking up a copy so yeah, fast. Like it looks. I like the guy. I mean, I like having this, but I'm like it's it's so unbelievable, and it's like a lot. It's like considered like a partially lost film. Like it came out and then it just didn't see daylight for like two decades, and then like a torrent file version of it like appeared online, and I think another company like did a Blu-ray release for it, and now we have a 4K release coming. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy that. Like, this is such that's, a good movie. That's dope. Yeah, I, I literally can't wait to watch it. That sounds awesome. You're you're in for a treat. I it felt, it it had it reminded me a lot of like, like Stalker meets Cure. Cool. So that's the last thing I'll say about it. That sounds like a great mix. It's it's really good. But unfortunately, we have to talk about a movie that was not good now. I know. We're trying to avoid it. I, I, oh my God, I'm so angry. (laughs) Every time I think about it, I just, 
I like I literally can't get it out of my head too. I woke up this morning and I got I was like sitting at my sitting at my desk working and Molly literally texted me. She's like, I can't get it out of my head. She's like, I can't stop thinking about that movie. We were talking about Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Matt, Ooh. what is Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas about? It was directed by Darren Doan. Came out in 2014. Produced by Liberty University. And the tagline goes like this. Put Christ back in Christmas. Strike one. And the summary follows. Kirk is enjoying the annual Christmas party extravaganza thrown by his sister until he realizes he needs help. He needs to help out Christian, his brother-in-law who has a bad case of the Bah Humbugs. No, that is not actually what it says. What it says. Oh, God. The okay. So the movie opens up and Kirk Cameron's just sitting underneath this, this Christmas tree and starts going off on a monologue about all the things that he loves about Christmas. And he's, you know, talking about the cocoa, he's talking about the ornaments, he's talking about the family, he's talking about everything that you would think about with Christmas, and then he flips it and starts talking about people who don't like Christmas, but it's from, it's not from the perspective of, like, atheism, it's from the perspective of people who think that, that Christmas is morally wrong, or that it's, it's like a sin against God. And that's where the movie comes at you for the entire rest of the runtime. I just was, very I was not anticipating that. It's like at all. very confusing the it, whole time. You're like you're like I don't understand what you're trying. Who are you trying to prove wrong? I don't understand. Yeah. Right. Like this doesn't make sense. It feels like you're a Christianly attacking Christianity by saying things that aren't true. <laughs> it's very weird. I um before we really dive into it, I must ask how. Had anybody seen this beforehand? No. no like, I hadn't yeah. heard of it before. You no. hadn't heard of it? No. You went to Word know. of Life. Yeah, Never heard of it. Did not know, yeah. Yeah. Neither of you had. Played this at Word of Life. So I I remember this coming out and I wanted to see it because I was like, this looks ridiculous. Like yeah. this this has to be a good time. And then like the reviews came through and I was like, oh man, this seems like like bad in like a bad way. And and then like I just never really thought about it again. Every now and again, I would use it in a meme where someone's like, hey, man, you saved Christmas. And I'm like, no, no, Fitch. Kirk Cameron saves Christmas. Or I, he sent that to me. I sent it back to him. But, like, <laughs> it's a funny it's a funny bit. Um, so I was like, this will be great. When you brought it up, you were like, you were like well, watch that and Ernest Saves Christmas. I was like, what a great combo. Let's yeah, do it. Boom. And we turned that movie on. That is the longest hour and 20 minute movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god. It dude, it so would not ever. It doesn't <laughs> its pacing is so bizarre. Cuz the movie technically like really ends with like 30 minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> the dance sequence. Yeah. At the end I love it. Oh my god. You have got to understand this what we're about to get into cuz like I have a lot to say and I have a lot to read tonight about this. This is this is like there is no redeeming quality to this yeah. movie. This is like the Christmas equivalent of bad biology bad. This It's pretty rough. This I, this oh movie goodness. is insane. It was rough. So a couple things that I that Molly had brought to my attention that I wrote down and wanted to bring up. Uh, one, VeggieTales creator Phil Vischer, I believe that's how you say his name, was asked to submit an opening segment to the film, but declined. You couldn't even get VeggieTales yeah. on your side, Kirk <laughs> Cameron. Good. At one point, Kurt Cameron claims that Jesus is, quote, the bringer of light, 
which in Latin, the bringer of light was uh, translates to Lucifer. So we got that going go. for it. Uh, was the first Christmas-themed film to win the Razzie Award for Worst Picture, though it wasn't the first holiday movie to be nominated. Oh, it won. It won. Oh, oh it absolutely won. <laughs> That's awesome. The film was the recipient of the 2015 Razzie Award for Worst Screen Combo. Oh, um, my goodness. The actors whom the award was rewarded to were officially named as, quote, Kirk Cameron and his ego. Oh, 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 oh. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me, there's, there's some crazy shit here. Um, the explanation, let's, I'll save this one. I'll, I'll, I don't want to just throw out every fact I have here because I've got a lot. But, like, <laughs> it, Damn, dude. there's not a second of that movie where, like, you're not staring at the screen going, wrong. That that was wrong. That was, why would, that's not even, a, not even a Christian would believe that. What did the, what in the fuck is this movie? Yeah, it's definitely coming at Christmas as if you're a Christian celebrating christmas if mm-hmm. if you're not in th- that that demographic then the movie wasn't made for you yeah. so so when when you watch it um i mean the movie literally starts kirk cameron kind of like almost i to to me the whole movie felt like a seven or eight part sunday group the bit, devotional, like, devotional thing. Yeah. thing yeah where like you'd watch like a part of it and then you would have a discussion afterwards yeah. so it's like you'd watch the intro where he's at the tree and then you'd like discuss yeah. for like 15 minutes about it and then the next week you'd watch the segment of them at the party until he's like i gotta go find the brother and then it would like what do you think about that and then and then the next segment would be them in the car so it just felt very disjointed and then it has these weird jump backs in time but then and they're very too- like harsh because you're yeah. like you're like in like this most like this the most awfully lit room ever <laughs> which is also lit by christmas tree lights so like you're just not ensnared by what you're seeing but like it's just very bright and then suddenly it'll travel back to biblical times and it's pitch black because yeah. there's no fucking light <laughs> and it's 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 really brutal every time but kirk cameron is still narrating over it yeah the whole time but like that like He's kind of delivering a sermon the entire movie, yes. essentially. I mean, the movie does feel like it's a, a sermon, sermon. Yeah. you know, where it's it's just trying to propagate one one point, essentially, yeah. or, or multiple points. Like, I just think that it's, it's almost hilarious how much it actually commits to that preaching whenever, and I'm kind of jumping ahead, but, you know, like to get to give everyone context, um... Uh, one of the family members exits Christmas and then Kirk Cameron essentially goes out there and starts talking to him and he starts unpacking all these ideas and, and, and essentially unpacks the way that he sees Christmas and how every single little thing that we do is just pointing towards Jesus being the son of God. So anyway, like this person who Kirk Cameron essentially converts to his new Christmasism, like, <laughs> like goes into... Um, and he's an asshole. Like he like, is. He is. He's he's insufferable. And he, I'm pretty sure he's the director. The guy no, that like like Dar- Darren Darren. I'm Dorn? pretty sure that plays. That's the guy that plays Christian. Whoa! It is. It is. Yeah. That's so, so funny. which also like strike one, dude. Strike don't direct one. and star in your own in your own Christmas movie, man. Come on, dude. R- ridiculous. Especially but when you I, can't dude, act. Holy yeah. God, dude. But it it like I just wanted to say like it was so funny whenever he he ran inside, um, dives headfirst for the Christmas tree and then sees the boxes and then Kirk Cameron starts narrating over 
what he's seeing. It's like yeah. see the boxes and see how they represent New Jerusalem. I was like, that it's was insane. still going. That it's was insane. still going. We've literally exited that scene. He's still talking over shit. It. Oh my god. And if it's not Kurt Cameron talking, yeah. it's weird shit. Like it's like <laughs> weird. There's a whole like bit where a guy just like. It felt like somebody was like, all right, you have three minutes to list off every conspiracy theory that you can think of that right now. That was a weird bit. Yeah. yeah. That, that was strange. And, he, and this character, this this white bald guy yep. who does like, who who definitely doesn't, who tries to talk like a black guy. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like, this is cruel. Like, this is, this is so shitty. And then he just talks about, like, they put the fluoride in the water, and it's like, oh my god, no, don't do this. And it's never postulated if this is supposed to be funny, or if this is supposed to be like a, yeah, this is really happening. Because, like, there is no comedic delivery moment of it. It's just him talking like Alex Jones. Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, I I was going to say that you have to take into consideration that the stereotype is that a lot of these people are in Christianity. So it's yeah. almost like it's pandering to them, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like we, at least we felt that way. When Someone we, in the when theater we is like, watching it. like <laughs> right. It's like, well, laughing with it, not yeah. at it. It's like, yeah. Oh my God, I am that guy who like talks about all that. Yeah. Shit right. At the like, party. It's like, that's bad, that's dude. You're the, you're good. the buzzkill. Yeah. Like what the leave fuck? the party. Also, I love the whole bit where it, you know, he's holding a coffee mug in front of his mouth so that that way they didn't have to syncopate his, yeah. his, his like, weird spoken word, I don't, it, it like, yeah, yeah. gossiping. I, I don't know what he's doing because he's like, yo, man, there's people watching. We got to make sure that we're, like, on our game and not not sharing information that they don't need to know. And then he just lifts the mug up up above his mouth and then he just starts, like, pretending like he's looking. Pretending to talk. Like, there's nothing, it's like, this looks weird. It, it, this yeah, it is work. bad. It this is work. very, very, very bad. Very bad. Yeah, I, I just wanted to to touch on, you know, giving the audience a mental picture. <laughs> if you guys have ever seen a Hallmark movie, okay, <laughs> yeah. um, you know exactly how they look. Uh, just think about the cinematography and just like how how everything looks a little shiny and soft and and, and weird. But anyway, um, cut that budget more than in half. Okay. So, oh yeah. So there, there's like, like two thirds of that budget is gone. Gone. Yeah. So all the all the movement in a Hallmark movie, not in this movie. It it's it doesn't it's hideous. Move. Yeah. It doesn't move. And the oh my god. Like I mean, Nick Nick already touched on the lighting. There's no artificial lighting anywhere other than only in a couple of of uh, specific scenes. Everything is just natural light. Everything so looks very like strange. very yellow. Like it's it is a hideous house that they're doing this in. And it's, it's like, I don't know what you're... I don't understand, because, like, Liberty University produces this movie, who I know for a fact has multiple, like, red cameras on yeah. campus, and I'm like, you're shooting this with my camera. You're shooting with a Panasonic GH4. What the hell? Not even a GH4. I don't think the GH4 is even out yet when this movie came out. But, like, it is a brutal-looking movie. No care is given to anything. Like... Every scene is filmed horrific. There's a scene where it's just like Kurt Cameron like handing out, out handing out like drinks to people, and it's clearly someone just holding the camera, not even like a stabilizer or anything. They're just kind of like shakily it's holding so the shaky, camera, and yeah. it's very like, oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. Yeah, and so it's a little strange. You have to deal with whatever the hell is happening here, um, and then you have the token Christian black guy that comes in that has to say amen after every sentence that he says, and it's like this is just offensive. Like, what is the fucking point of this? Yeah, it just it it, it wanted to be comedic, but once again, it kind of strikes a chord where 
you don't really know how you're supposed to feel about it. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, am I supposed to agree with him or am I supposed to find him funny? Because it's like, I, I just, I didn't understand. It didn't, yeah, it didn't make sense. And then you're introduced to Christian, the brother, the brother-in-law, who's a bitch from like the minute the movie starts to the minute it ends. Yeah. Um, but he's just like, Santa robbed Jesus and it's like kill yourself like, like yeah. what is the matter with you you're a grown fucking man like act your age I have met people like this though who who, who really do feel very strongly Look, uh, about you know the, the, the Santa figure taking the spotlight from the Jesus figure well, and that's totally fine that's fine but here's the deal dumbass Jesus wasn't born in De- wasn't born in December. So what the fuck is your problem? This is you took the holiday. This yeah. was literally a pagan holiday that you were just like gonna nudge my way on in here and fucking ruin. Fuck you. That, they, like and <laughs> technically that's what Kirk Cameron is still arguing to do. Yes. In, in theory, right? Is like he he's just reshaping those. Yeah figures into meaning what he wants it to mean which is totally fine we all do that but this is like this is like a religious movement though like i do that with like like stories that i enjoy or like 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 when i recut halloween together like this isn't real this is just like "Ah, i had a real fun time doing this he's like this is biblical fact the christmas tree that we put up is not harmful in any way. It's a, either you could either look at it as the the uh, tree of life from the Garden of Eden, holy hell, or you could see it as how Jesus was crucified on a tree. Holy and it's like holy hell. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was like so now you don't have to be crucified on this tree. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? Why are you saying that? He brings up also like he's like you know what they did when Jesus was born? They put lights on the tree, and it's like. When Jesus was born, they put lights on the tree. And I, I even looked it up. Like I was like, where is this? I couldn't find anything in my like very yeah, like, like, like 20-minute search of, like, did they put lights on trees? And there is a verse in the Bible, in Jeremiah, that talks about decorating trees. Um, and, it's, and it's like, they would deck the trees with silver and gold. And that's it. Oh. And it's like, it's like, okay, so there was no lights because there was no electricity and putting an open flame candle on a fucking tree yeah. in the desert yeah, wasn't yeah. a in good idea. Desert, dude, what? <laughs> yeah, just, just just very, very goofy. It it really just came across to me as someone who, it like Kirk Cameron is someone who uh, is, is so plugged into the Christianity movement that he has to make everything about that in in order for him to feel right about it. Yeah. Um, Because I think that that, that's what he's kind of arguing is like you can either be like, I guess, buy into the lie. Like he, 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 because that's, that's what he told Christian at at the beginning of the conversation. He was like, they got you. You bought into the lie or whatever it was. And I was like, what do you mean he bought into the lie? Because I was like, you're you're the one who who's taking a worldview and then reshaping yeah modern things. So like, who is buying into a worldview? I'm not I'm not saying either one's a lie, but I'm just saying, what do you mean that that he bought into the lie? And what 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 is the lie that the other Christian is like? Inter because it. Sorry, I'm just getting so confusing because it's it's. I feel like it's kind of hard to even like talk about this movie because of 
the demographic that it's made for yeah. and yeah. trying to see it from their perspective is so it's it's just, it's just kind of difficult. Yeah, it was like it's, it's never, like impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, it was never a movie made for us. Like right. yeah, they they knew we wouldn't like it. I will say it feels like Kirk Cameron is trying like he feels guilty about how lavish his Christmas uh, Christmases are and he's trying to justify Right, that, maybe that, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. No, you can have a large Christmas and give gifts and have parties and right, uh, because he probably does do that and he doesn't want to feel guilty about that. Probably with the millions oh, of dollars I, he has. Yep, I get that. Uh, I get because that. you you know who's watching this movie are the crazy white. Christians, the same people that saw that that COVID propaganda movie, you guys, yeah, saw. same people, <laughs> and, <laughs> and one of the most dangerous people in America, you could argue. Yeah, um, they, yeah. They, At one point in time, yes, yeah, yeah it was like Seriously. he was kind of doing some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like we, uh, it's just a movie that should not have been made. <laughs> Sorry, Molly had sent me a whole article where a college professor debunks everything that Kirk Cameron said. Like, <laughs> like every single, he's like, here's what Kirk Cameron said, here's what the history book says. Oh my goodness. And there's one that I was like, alright, I need to know. Because there's a scene in this movie in which St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Santa Claus, just fucking murders somebody in cold yeah. blood. Yeah, just like punches <laughs> him to death in appears. I yeah. mean, that's how, and that was that's like how the movie the, frames it. The right thing to do. Yeah, yes. I know. I know. Kirk Cameron was like, sometimes you got to take matters in your own hands, or says something essentially yeah. like that. And I was like, to punch people to, to in punch the them street to death? <laughs> because they they disrespected your worldview. You're just gonna beat the shit out of them. So here's if, here's what here's what I'll say. I'll, I'll I'll quote this from Psychology Today. Um, let's see here. Saint Nicholas. Uh, to make this point, uh, he suggests that Santa Claus is actually Saint Nicholas, and then he goes on to tell of the historical Saint Nicholas's generosity to children and his defense of Orthodox Christian doctrine at the Council of. I can't say that word. I don't know what that word is. N i c a e. Nicaea. Nicaea. Thank you. Yeah. Wasn't gonna make like an ass of myself, but I knew someone here would know it. Uh, in this way, Saint Nicholas is actually the defender of the faith that the conservative Christian who hates Santa is trying to be. There are a few problems here, though. First of all, the story about Nicholas at the Council of Nicaea is not part of any official record, as Cameron claims. It was attached to Nicholas lore hundreds of years after the council. Second of all, according to the story, St. Nicholas merely slapped the heretic Arius for uh, defending uh, uh, what were soon to be unorthodox views about Jesus. But in Saving Christmas, St. Nicholas beats the shit out of him, cold cocking him and then taking him outside to beat him with his staff. If that were enough, St. Nicholas then returns home. He apparently lived down the street from the council chambers, where we see that he is about to throw on a red coat and hop in a sleigh, pulled by two horses to deliver toys to boys and girls. St. Nicholas is the man. Literally. And it's like, yeah, like he's he pitches St. Nicholas as like this like Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's the defender of the innocent. He's also like how he's framed. I mean, he he he's like kind of kind of a big guy kind of a guy who's like in shape he wears like skin of animals to like stay warm and like nothing else underneath yeah and then he just carries this like shepherd staff which looks weird like not like it's supposed to be in the movie like at all and like like as soon as you have this jack dude holding a twig it looks fucking weird weird. but like the the staff looks too 
new, if that makes yes, sense. Like, it, it doesn't look like it's used or anything. Like, maybe he was just gifted a new staff. It looks like comical. Beard. Like, yeah, yes, just, I know what you mean. Yes. Way out of the, I feel like way Kirk out of Cameron place. would really like Santa Slay. <laughs> <laughs> That's his type of movie. I feel like he would be like, how dare this movie exist? They're taking the Christ out of <laughs> oh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely probably hurts him. <laughs> so, Seriously. it's so weird. And that's just, that's just one of the things that Kirk Cameron says out loud during this movie. There's also a bit where Kirk Cameron claims... Hold on, let me look at my notes here. <laughs> the explanation of why the wise men gave frankincense and myrrh is not supported by any historians or religious scholars. Kirk Cameron states that the gifts were predicting Jesus' death. The most common explanation is that they were valuable at the time and place. Yeah. They were like, oh, frankincense and myrrh. He'll be crucified. And it's like, or they just gave them money to, like, not sleep outside. <laughs> yeah, it's people's argument that, that it's written in a um, kind of like a, you know, the beginning foreshadows the end. It, 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 it's it, it's trying to state that the gospel writers had that in mind. Like, yeah. That, that, that they would do that. And I, I just... I don't. I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with that. Yeah, statement. he definitely I mean, takes some stretches there. He, he yeah. even says like the manger was made out of rock, just like the stone that was rolled away. Yeah. Like, why does this like? Okay, so things are made out of rock. <laughs> I was like, I even have rock in me. Yeah. So am I the stone that was rolled away? Like I don't. He he brought that up too. Where he's like, he was buried in the cloth he was born in, and it's like that you know for a fact is not true. Well, you he can't said say this. like he said something along the lines of it, like that the cloth was representing the same cloth, and I, yeah. I just like even that I was like that's dumb. Still all of it is dumb and wrong. All it's of it just, is dumb and wrong. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's just a stretch. And, like, yeah, we wear clothes every day. But those, <laughs> I, I, I swear those are like the lower tier stretches because he starts out really soft like kind of like softballing it yeah where it's yeah. like all right we'll just start with like the chill one so like we'll start with the jesus figure because people can can get on board with that but then it goes on all the way until like i said like earlier the dad is laying on the floor looking at the presence and then Kirk Cameron's argument is that if you lay on the ground and look at the presence under your tree, you can visualize in your mind's eye, or apparently that God will give you th this vision, that the presence will look like New Jerusalem. You can see New Jerusalem, and then there's a wall of jewels yep. behind them. And, and I guess that, it was like that's what the Christmas tree is. It, it, it's just strange. It goes really far out this there. This is some crazy, like, like homeless guy in the back of the alley, like, venue alley at 2 a.m., like, rambling at this point. It, it, it to, to me, it just, it still comes across as, like, weird Sunday school stuff. And then yeah. it also just, just comes across as, like, this would be your, you know, your Christian uncle's favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> and, like, and, and every year at Christmas, he starts talking about it because this is what like christmas is really about and it's just like all right man that's fine if you it, it as joey said if that's what you need to to enjoy the the holiday then whatever but mm -hmm. for those who can just enjoy it to enjoy it just let them enjoy it like, right this was nonsense this. and this yeah. is this is just the first technical half of the movie like yeah. is this sermon that is nonsensical then after kirk cameron has convinced christian that christmas is based um, he's like, you should go inside and apologize to your wife. And the first thing he does is tackle their Christmas tree and Just, then tackle yeah, their Santa Claus yep. and then not apologize to her, yep. but then be like, 
I got a dance troupe to come in to celebrate Christmas. And I remember being like, no. Because movies that have dance numbers in them automatically are, like, abysmal for me. Any movie that ends with a dance number that's not, like, a musical, I'm like... And and usually the dance numbers have people who are, like, good at dancing and have a skill. Like, that is why they're hired, yeah. is to dance. Like in Shrek, the, the, the uh, three blind mice. Sure, but sure, we're talking about yeah. human beings. Yeah. <laughs> they, they are human. <laughs> they're real to you. These are yeah. real yeah. rat they're real, to me. they're real rat men. <laughs> Every time I see... Um, you know, the Shrek, I just can't stop the, thinking the about Shrek. they they are the three wise men. And Shrek is is oh is, is Christ. And that's a better that's some Kirk Cameron logic I did right not, there. That's what I'm saying. Going. Oh my god. So but yeah, sure. this like this dance troupe has no coordination whatsoever. No. They are not in sync. They're stiff as hell. And Molly Boy when we're watching the like the cut the camera keeps cutting like back and forth every five seconds. And there's a cut where Kirk Cameron is like standing in the background like and then he's not. And yeah. then he's there and then he's not. And then he's there and then he's not. And that just keeps going. It keeps happening. And you're like, oh, this is rough. And then yeah. Hannah pointed out, she's like, look at the crowd of people that has to watch this. And they're all, everybody looks miserable. Like yeah, everybody's like, this has there. to end. And they, they dance for, I would assume was 10 minutes. Felt like it. Felt longer, yeah, honestly. It did. It, it, dude, I thought, I thought they were going to go until the end of the movie. And I just remember saying that would be. That would be pretty intense to, 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 to just end on that note. The last 17 minutes of your movie is just dancing, just dancing. to Family Force yeah. 5. One of the yes. worst songs you could pick. Which we, <laughs> but like funny enough, we all called it because we were like, they're going to play this this, this entire song. We just, just, just because yeah. like too much runtime was at the end of this. What else are they going to do <laughs> with like, it? What else do they have? What else are they going to say? They, they, and then like to the like, cherry on top, they didn't even... Put in a gospel presentation, which I know no. I, I know I'm kind of jumping all, all the way to the end, but they didn't even do that, like and we was, and we thought that that was all gonna happen. Like, like this was a movie meant for like people who are Christian already. Yeah, you, they already believe. Like, but they're like, them. but they're in like a weird fucking like, yeah. sect of it where it's just like, like I I grew up with with a family. Um, that like they were that way where they were like we don't celebrate Christmas like that Christmas is about Jesus and these were like the most miserable fucking kids like yeah, at, at all times I'm like I'm like yeah. I would not I would run away from home every day I'd be like fuck this I'm one eight hundred fuck this I am not dealing with this nonsense I even when I was a Christian I was like I don't really see these two going hand in hand like it's just another moment for people to be like Jesus and it's like okay but he wasn't born here and it's it's just about like it's just a time to be together and do something nice. Mm-hmm. Start start get start the the new year off strong in a good mood essentially, and that's that's really what Christmas means to me, um, and so just uh, this this is like towards that weird sect of people that are just like if you give presents to another person like you hate Jesus, and it's like nope, <laughs> nope I'm just I'm just normal like that or I just celebrate Christmas like there are people that do not celebrate Christmas that is fine but like people that celebrate Christmas or people that feel guilty about celebrating Christmas are fucking whack dude do not feel guilty about yeah, and do not let just, do not just but don't, don't feel don't not don't feel guilty because kurt cameron told you not to feel guilty that's fucked up like, right, like just like i don't know to, to to me once again sometimes people need you know worldviews like this to make decisions like that and that's that's the only way that they can make a decision it, it to like okay i don't i don't like christmas because it goes against god and then all of a sudden someone's like but it doesn't and then they're like oh i guess it doesn't go against god but it still is through that worldview of like it has to be honoring to god so 
that's fine. If you, you know, if that works for you, more, more power to you. Just like, it is what it is. I'm thankful that we're, we're able to have access to something like this, but it does feel like a weird, if you're in, you're, you're, you're in. in. Yeah. It, it, it's like, you don't, th- th- this is not made for you, but that's why all the reviews are so brutal yeah. yeah and brutal and and but then you it's kind of funny because you have quite a bit of five star reviews that's technically the third largest category arguably um and and those are from people who watched it yeah and they loved it but i would argue that's because of the message that that's where a lot of uh christian movies kind of well lie, i'm right? glad you brought that up let me tell you another fun fact. Oh, no. Okay. This one, this is a direct quote from IMDb, so oh my. please don't okay. sue me. Shortly after the film was released in November 2014, Kirk Cameron responded to the film's almost universally negative reviews by pleading with his fans on his Facebook page. His post read, help me storm the gates of Rotten Tomatoes. All of you who love Saving Christmas, go rate it at Rotten Tomatoes right now and send the message to all the critics that we we is capitalized, decide what movies we want our families to see. If 2,000 of you, out of almost 2 million on this page, take a minute to rate Saving Christmas, it will give the film a huge boost and more will see it as a result. Thank you for all your help and supporting and putting the joy of Christ back in Christmas. The following day, Cameron took to Facebook again to claim that the film's rating had rose to 94% thanks to his plea to fans and support. (laughs) However, the call to manipulate votes angered some film fans who took to Rotten Tomatoes to leave negative reviews. Saving Christmas currently has a 0%. Cameron would (laughs) later blame the negative review reactions on, quote, haters, pagans, and atheists, and also claimed that there was a, quote, an atheist conspiracy to ruin the film that was allegedly hatched on Reddit. Oh, boy. This is a fucking loser. Yeah. Like, fuck Jesus her Christ. But, hey, I mean, gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, he's got he's got his niche, he's got his audience, he's got his group of people, and he is right. They like his stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it, it's just not enough to, like, claim to your audience that this will turn the tide. Like, yeah. it's not that big of an audience. One, it's not that big of an audience. Two, it's like, dude, you know for a fact these are... I'm not saying that Christians are dumb people. You're, I have plenty of friends that are Christians. I just think it's a dumb religion. However, there are dumb Christians. There, there are dumb, dumb, dumb Christians. Yeah. That would be like, I didn't even see the movie. But for Kurt Cameron, I'm going to give that movie a 100% and say my faith is under attack right now. And it's like, you yeah. are a problem. You are upset that your dog shit, even if this movie had a message that everybody could love, You'd still hate it because it looks like shit. It is not fun at all. Yes, it's not. Yeah, I mean everything There's in it is still bad. Number. Yeah, even even if it was like a rehash on like, um, Chevy Chase Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Vacation. Yeah, because that I feel like that's kind of the vibe that it's going for, uh, within its weird preachy message. Sure. But yeah, even even if they committed to that, it would still be trash. Also, fun fact about the dance troupe, it was the Liberty University dance troupe, and in the Code of Conduct at Liberty, it is still punishable offense to dance. <laughs> oh my so god. So that killed me. I was like, this is... After seeing though. that movie, I get it, though. I'd make it a punishable offense, too. I just... I've never hated a person so much 
during a movie. I was like, you're you are not correct about anything. But he's yeah. so like cocky about it all. Yeah. He's just like, oh, this is what you believe. <laughs> I think it's such a shitty thing to do when you like can manipulate someone through religion. A weak like, person. A weak-minded person. Yeah. Uh, and he's obviously doing like I think it is evident. I don't even think he believes the shit he's saying. Uh, like I I can almost guarantee that. And he's just he's using this to make tons of money. Um, that and, was my thought too. Is like, does he actually agree with this, yeah. or is it just a script that he has to but read? It, with this movie, I feel like he does. It's just his excuse, like, okay, it's so I can live large and spend right. all this money, and you guys won't be able to judge me sure, for yeah, all this right, money right, I have right. because I made this money honoring God. I made this money doing a good deed, and so I think that he, I think it's bigger. I think that Kurt Cameron is just a cog in this culty wheel here. Like what? Like for sure. Watching this movie, I was like, I like when Molly listens to like her true crime podcasts, and they're like, the cult would distributed their own like home media mm. to like, like propaganda films. I'm like, this is it. This is exactly what the, this is a propaganda film for like the like the the lowest of the low Christian, like the guy that just like whatever a believer with a like nice car tells him was like biblical fact and so it feels like it's just created as a means to brainwash you and even like his temper tantrums throughout this whole movie of just like i'm right or yeah. even the beginning of just like everybody's wrong but me it's just like i'm like that's cult leader-esque like that's a very weird thing to do you don't believe me there's a conspiracy to shut down my poorly written directed film scored and lit movie like it must be everyone on earth who is wrong because kirk cameron couldn't possibly be wrong <laughs> and it's crazy it's just crazy, but there are people I'm sure that truly believe that. People that didn't see the movie that just want to defend their cult leader, or people that 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 you know actually actually saw it and were like, "Well, Kurt Cameron made it, so it's automatically good." This is this is the worst mo- Christmas we have ever seen, and we saw Spirited in a mystery movie experience last year, and we thought we were seeing Fablemans. <laughs> <laughs> this is somehow worse. This than is that. somehow so much worse than that. Fuck Kurt Cameron. Crucify Kurt Cameron, I say. And you didn't have to go silent after that. (laughs) No, dude. Fuck Kurt Cameron. It was just so silent. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't good. Um, How I I interpreted it, funny enough, is that it really does come across as just American capitalistic-styled Christianity. Yeah. which is just very strange. I, I I do agree with you. It does come across as like a weird propaganda movie too. Um, it it's just trying to sell a certain worldview, and you know it. But I can't even like, put my finger on what worldview he's really going yeah. for. Oh no, he's going for 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 a Christianity where every single Christmas symbol represents Jesus, so it's okay. So like as as Joey was saying, is like people can live a very materially based life yeah, right. and not feel shame or that they're committing a sin essentially so he's trying to 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 free like christians and but through a weird yeah capitalistic at least it gave me the vibe of of capitalism because it's like yeah go out there buy shit yeah go out there throw out throw throw these parties yeah go out there do this and um it is what it is you know i mean it's just it's just a very strange movie not good, yeah. though. It, it's not good. Not like, good. Even, even apart from all that, it's not like, oh, it's a great movie apart from this weird, like, preachy moment. The whole movie is a sermon, yeah. so it, it's very strange. It's kind of strange how much, like, notice it's gotten. 
Like, I wouldn't have even thought that this is a movie that would have even gotten any recognition from, like, the Razzies or... Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like Kirk Cameron, like, does anybody actually care about him anymore? Right. Like, he's he's not even a real actor anymore. Yeah. He's a bad actor. He is now. a bad actor. I mean, we loved him on Full House. <laughs> and Growing Pains. And Growing Pains. Yeah, he was great then. He has since lost it. Lost in it. more ways than one. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm I'm just going to come out the gate and just say, yeah, strong strong half for yeah. me. Same, half if star. If I could give it a zero or a negative, I would. I really, like, considered making a bunch of fake letterboxed accounts just so I could, like, give it more <laughs> half-star reviews. Like, it's... It needs to be the worst rated it movie does. on Letterboxd. There is no other movie that I, could be this bad. Yeah, I th- there's a lot of movies that are tied with it, too. Yeah. But, like, it is the bottom of the bottom. Like, there's, like, <laughs> one... There's some that are, like, 1.1 stars. But, yeah, it... And all of these movies are genuinely the worst movies you could think of. So, it deserves its low rating. Yeah. It's on a bunch of lists on Letterboxd. It is. Of, it of, like, is. the worst movies ever made. As it should, as it fucking should. Yeah, it deserves that 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 spot. <laughs> it deserves the crown. So yes, the true savior of Christmas, I believe. He has my vote, hands down in this fight. Ernest saves Christmas. So it comes to this: man to man, mano a mano, toe to toe, nose to nose, shirts and skins, eggs over me. You know what I mean? Ernest says fucking Christmas. I'm fucking good. Yeah, this is this is uh, definitely one of my one of my favorite Christmas movies, and I I, I just love the 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 Ernest character. Um, but yeah, directed by John Cherry. He's done all the other classic ones. Came out in 1988, and the tagline goes like this: A holiday comedy unlike any other. Facts, and it is pretty pretty true. Summary follows. When Santa Claus decides to retire and pass on his magic bag of Christmas surprises to a new Saint Nick, he enlists the aid of a hilarious assortment of characters. A perky teen runaway and hapless taxi driver, Ernest P. Worrell, must convince a skeptical kitty show host to take over the post of Father Christmas. Kitty show host? I feel like just... Children's show host. Kitty, what yeah. Kitty show host. And, and perky teen. A lot, a lot of adjectives that shouldn't be used here. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, the, who wrote this? the banner. Oh, wow. It's the kiss scene. Literally, What's going on? Oh, <laughs> That's why, so, Letterbox? Yeah, it's like the one like, they're really part of the problem here. off the wall part of the movie that you're like, man, I bet if you cut this, this would be like almost literally, a perfect movie. Yeah, the, the, the uh, shot and chaser cut of this movie would literally have everything but the weird goodbye scene between... Um, the, 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 I guess, uh, Harmony is her name. Yeah, Harmony. Harmony and, and, um, Ernest. Cause it was just strange, the, you know, the whole movie, if you've seen it, if you haven't, you know, but that this girl, she's on the run from the, the police. She's kind of led up to. And like away, running away from her parents at the same yeah, time. Yeah, kind of like she's that. She's also 16. Yep, yep, yep. Um, or she, she's not running away from the police. She's running away because she, she had, um, a stolen a meal from a restaurant essentially. Yeah. Like just wasn't. Well, she'd her. been on the run before then though. She yeah. ran away from home because her parents weren't giving her enough attention. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. she ends up in the back of Ernest's cab and essentially that's how she gets propelled on this mission. But by the end of it, when they're saying goodbye, it's not a fist bump. It's a kiss on the cheek. And it's I, weird. I don't know, what do you guys think about that? It was just strange. I, it's, yeah, don't love it. It's my only scene in the movie that I was like, I could deal without that. If we cut it, it would be our cut. Essentially, yeah. that 
That's the and, only part of this movie that's like kind of weird because everything they do before then, not weird. Because Ernest is always like always has like like kids around, but you're never there's never a watching an Ernest movie you're never like oh what's this freak gonna do like you're just like this bumbling imbecile. He can't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can't do anything. And, it's like and to make matters worse, apparently John Cherry had to assign someone to keep Noelle Parker, the actress, away from the male crew adults, the adult male crew members. As they were a bit too friendly, which makes matters that a little bit worse. So That's strange. not great. Yeah. Uh, that is unpleasant. There, there's just too many things that like about this movie where I'm like, oh, it yeah. kind of irks me. Um, the scenes with Ernest though are fantastic. Top notch. Yeah, literally top notch. Ernest uh, uh, content in this movie, and I I thought that that Jim Varney looks like he's you know having having a good time with it. Um, my my personal favorite scene is whenever that that Christmas tree is out on the highway and, and like, like he's, he, he literally just picked up Santa Claus, which by the way Santa Claus is in this movie uh, for for a, a, pretty much the whole the movie majority of it, yeah, essentially. And for for a section of it, he's right in the back of Ernest's cab, and uh, Ernest sees a Christmas tree out on the street because it falls out the back of a Christmas tree carrying truck, I guess. He stops. And then starts reversing into oncoming traffic yeah. to pick up the tree and uh, doesn't throw it in the trunk. He throws it into the back seat and immediately shatters one of the windows yeah. with the stump. It was, it, dude, it, it was so funny. Comedic timing was like yeah, everything was in perfect. that scene. It was like, bam, 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 bam. Yep. Like everything hits so well. Yep. That's, that's the that's magic Ernest. of an Ernest movie. Yeah. Yep. It, it's, yeah. it, it, it's slapstick really done well, I think. And I think that a lot of that goes to, um, goes to Ernest. It's, it, he's, he's an incredible, um, uh, full body actor, you know, for sure. Really puts his, his whole body into it. And, <laughs> and, and, and his, his face is always contorting. Doesn't it. he look, does, doesn't he feel like a real life claymation character? Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's great. It's great. He I, really does. Yeah. And, 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 the tall, lanky vibe also gives him the the perfect look. That's why he played Slinky in Toy Story. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> now I mean, right. be happy. The yeah. whole. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was that was that was haunting to watch you do that. <laughs> I don't know, like the scene with where he shows it to Vern's house. And he's like pulling all the wiring out. Like yeah. that was so fucking he's like funny. <laughs> hey, Vern knocks him, like, pushes him out, and he was like, Vern has a weird sense of humor. And then from there, you're like, oh, it's gonna be nothing but hijinks. It's so like perfect. it's gonna be a really good time, and it's fun. It's fun. It's funny. It has a good good story. I do think that the kid in this one is like wildly unnecessary. Yeah, I feel like they could have changed that bit up a little bit, but yeah. like is what it is. Yeah. Um, but. The guy that he chooses to be the new Santa Claus, the Kitty Show guy, you're right. Yeah. I guess Christ. Um, his whole bit is hysterical because like he's he's losing his show, but immediately gets cast in like a horror movie, and it's like why would you why would you pitch yeah, the the kid show host? Yeah, and then he's like, you want me to? Can we maybe tone it down on the violence and the language of this horror movie? And it's like, what the hell is going like, on? Like he agrees to their terms, but like only if it's not a horror movie <laughs> right. or like not right. a movie at all. <laughs> He's literally like, we got we got to tone it down. It's like, why the fuck did you even want to try out for this thing? And, and then he even shaves his beard. He's like, I'm going to do it. And it's like, bro, what? Are why are you, you committing to this bit? You, this you don't want to do it. You literally <laughs> just said you don't want to do it. You're going to, you're like literally shaving your beard to do the movie now. It was just strange. And also like, how does, 
how does uh, being a a um a kid show host qualify you to be Santa Claus? I, I guess I yeah, guess right? you know you know Santa's just like you know browsing the channels and just casually stumbles across this one show that kind of resembles uh, Mr. Rogers, but yeah. probably not even nearly as good. No, it looks like, like a local like, cable this show. This is the guy. <laughs> this fair, is the guy. Is Mr. The, Rogers could be Santa guy. Claus, though. I think in oh, that yeah. movie, er, if anybody deserved it, it was Ernest. Yeah. Ernest would have rocked us. Nobody would have gotten their presents, but like, he would have. His <laughs> no. heart would have been in the right place. Or the right present. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And you've got your classic, like, oh, Ernest is in such insane hijinks at this point that now it's otherworldly. Where like he's just orbiting the planet in the sleigh. And you're like, this is so fucking... Fun. I love what... That's one of my favorite things in an Ernest movie is when it becomes, like... It, Surreal. It jumps out of the movie yeah. and turns yeah. into something completely from one bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like, hell yeah, let's it, go. It, 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 yeah. it literally breaks the universe yeah. just 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 for a joke, and then that's it. Joke because, dude, if, if he was up there, like, everyone kept saying his, his sleigh would be on fire. Like, yeah, right? we just, it we would not be able to go that fast. <laughs> just so funny. And then, like, the elves are just back there the whole time, like, slow the fuck down! <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part when the elves drop the F-bomb in the it's middle perfect. of the Ernest... Saves Christmas movie. <laughs> As you should. Well, I, I love how they kept the bit of how bad of a driver he was. Like, yes! That, that was just throughout the whole movie. No matter what he was driving, he it gave, was just reckless. He gave his first cab guy a heart attack. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then he just threw him in the airport. It that was, was so funny. It literally opens up and Ernest is arguably the most chaotic we've ever seen him. Yes. Just going balls to the wall with these stunts because i i feel like a lot of the other movies are very localized like it's just him and just his body we've never seen him like in a car that's on the on on the freeway essentially yeah. that's like they're right and like in and ernest scared air. stupid he's in like a he's in a truck but he's like in like neighborhoods yeah and like it's like ernest is like on the loose he's in a city now <laughs> bro and he also like uh, like his job is to drive so it's yeah. like he's always in a car yeah. so it, it gets chaotic really quick but I love that. Every, like, every time you saw him get in the car, you're like, oh, yeah, let's right, go. go. He's going to do something go. so fucking crazy in the yep. middle of this movie, and it's going to rock and he so does. hard. What, uh, probably my my uh, second favorite, or even, like, dude, honestly, it was so funny. When, when, when he was in Vern's house, and he was like, ooh, it, like... Uh, punch. The punch bowl. And he picks up the whole bowl. I thought I thought he was like pouring a cup for <laughs> himself, yeah. and he just has the whole bowl, and he's like sipping on the bowl, and then like <laughs> like meanwhile the tree comes down and smacks the bowl out of his hand. It was so funny. Comedic yeah. timing once again. Yeah, it all so it all lands so, so well. So many physical bits. I mean, but that that's the whole shtick. But oh my goodness, I mean, obviously we get one really good costume bit too. We get a couple good costume bits in that one. We do. I forgot. He's yeah. the snake guy yeah. which is yeah. fucking hilarious that that was crazy the <laughs> accent was so hard to understand i'm like how is he talking like that like that that is yeah. insane and i would say this is the best old woman one that he's that oh. of 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 yeah. the ones that at least that i've watched like in this like recent memory but just like the whole bit of her being like these stairs may as well be mount everest <laughs> it's so perfect the cadence is <laughs> like perfect right? it's like oh my god and i know how he just snaps out of these characters so fast you know how it goes you have two sons one good one bad and wouldn't you know my luck 
the good one dies. Yes, so good. So <laughs> Don't good. apologize for him, honey. There's no future in it. Like it's yeah, all it's, so funny. Every line of that is so funny. It, it's it. I I think that 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 scene in particular really works because it just gives that that character space to breathe. Yes. And I love how so many situations Ernest uh, gets through is simply by talking over the person who, who you're, <laughs> yeah. you're you're trying to get past is just like coming up with like an absurd really pain in the ass problem and then just being like i'll fix it and then they're like yeah you will you, just, you will. just get, get get the fuck out of here and just go fix it and then he's like boom he, he got past security and like went into jail by just acting like uh, that another, was so the government official clinic. that yeah. was so fucking funny <laughs> we're just here to do a tour <laughs> he, like yeah like it starts laughing every time he talks it's so, so good and he and like he, he just plays all these different you know uh hairball characters so well range, range dude the man the has range. range he has range and uh, i i love how uh that the movie doesn't take itself too seriously. Like once, once Ernest breaks Santa out of the out of the prison, they're literally in the parking lot screaming about how they broke him out of prison and yeah. how it worked. Yeah. They yeah. they believed every second of it. It was like, what the fuck is going on? It didn't even leave the fucking parking lot. <laughs> but but that's what that's what I love about this movie. It, it's it's. It's just silly and goofy and a, a great Christmas time, honestly. I think one of my biggest gripes with, with a lot of Christmas movies is that Christmas is inherently super fun. Like, if you like Christmas, you're 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 going to watch a Christmas movie. If you don't like Christmas, like, you're never going to watch a Christmas movie. So you try to cater to this audience by adding, like, a, like, a unnecessarily, like, emotional moment in the middle of it. And it's like, sometimes it works, but a lot of times it's like, man, I'm watching a Christmas movie. Like, I'm just here for, like, a good time. Yeah. And this movie has no, like, ominously sad moment. Like, no. It's just fucking wacky shit yep. for 90 minutes. It is funny every step of the way. There is never a moment where you're like, wow, that was really, like, that. that's what Christmas is all about, Ernest P. Worrell. Like, it's... And he only, my correlation here is when he opens up his glove compartment and he has the Keep the Christ in Christmas yeah. sticker inside. That but, was... That was such a good bit. That though. threw me off. I guess I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, and it's like facing outward, so that whoever sees it reads it immediately. Yeah, way to yeah, go, I, Ernest. Maybe I could see Ernest watching Saving Christmas and be like, "Oh my gosh, no way!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Santa Claus kicked the crap out of that guy. Know what I mean, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, the, I I just love this that this character i'm thankful that we we pretty much discovered him or at least i i discovered him this year it was uh, great Same. i didn't so. watch i watched like some of them as a kid but like this is the first time i feel like i'm consciously like like, watch, like intentionally yeah, right. watching yeah. them yeah yeah to the point that we have agreed on this podcast and i'm gonna record this so that we have it as audio proof i'm fine with this <laughs> when we all yeah. finish all of the earnest movies we're each gonna get an earnest tattoo how yep. many are there I think there's there's like th- there's nine. Yeah, I think I'm behind you guys then. I, so I've only watched this this year. I watched Ernest uh, Scared Stupid, Ernest Saves Christmas, and Ernest Goes to Jail. So I've only watched three of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Most watched, of them are on TV. I've watched those three as well. And yeah, then I'm trying to. I think I've seen Ernest Joins the Army, but that was so long ago that I have to yeah, rewatch. Yeah. Same. So and then, and then there, there's even like uh, an, another movie that that's just Jim Varney, and I think Ernest is in it, but it's not an Ernest movie. So I, I want to watch like the first iteration of of Ernest oh, as well. Oh yeah, just so, because 
he's such an underrated like comedy I think icon so. at yeah, this he's, point. He's so funny. He's yeah. he's so great. He he reminds me a lot of like the Robin Williams type of like characters, but I would say even better at some points. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's Slam Dunk Ernest. <laughs> yeah. It's like I love slapstick like this. Ernest, uh, I feel like I'm hoping that all of his movies are as good as this movie. I I'm Hoping that it doesn't tail off and become something else. I get that. I, well, I think I think but. it's it's it it's always going to have the same heart. Obviously, Jim Varney's going to probably get tired of the role and get you know yeah. older as he goes along. So they might not be as chaotic as, as as the earlier ones. But I'm totally game. I've already committed to yeah, getting same. getting get uh, getting a, a a portrait of of Ernest. See, that's crazy. I'm not gonna do that. Why not? <laughs> I'm not getting a portrait of Ernest on me. He's like, I have to get the face where he's just like, <laughs> like I have to get, <laughs> I, I that, get that face. So I, I much. do get that. I mean, I got my. This one's not even my favorite. I've got my line prepared. Why do you think he would should get that? Oh, because like Ernest, the the face that he makes is so classic. Like, yeah, you you understand like that isn't Jim Varney. That is Ernest, right? When yeah. he does that look, I would get that face in like American traditional. What I'm, yeah. I I just okay. So so, so many oh different ideas. I think it, like if someone can pull it off in American traditional, it would have to look right. Right. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I'd want it to be like a portrait. So, but yeah. I'm down. I'm totally down. I'm probably gonna get the the I am one with the Yule Tide. Know what I mean? <laughs> it's so good, dude. That's so perfect for you, right? <laughs> I am one with the Yule Tide. I have no idea what I would get, but you got time. I would get something. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are we uh What are we feeling for for our good friend Ernest here? For Ernest, um, I'm thinking a strong like three and a half, maybe maybe a four on a really good day. Same. Like, yeah. but yeah, same yeah. actually. Yeah, three I gave it three and a half. Three and a half, but like, Solid. catch me on like yeah, the right day. Be like, no, this is spectacular. Cut out the kiss scene, and it's yeah, a four. Yeah, it's like cut, cut out the kiss cut scene, that it's a four. Out, and I would, I would give it the other half star. It's just like it's got that weird that that weighs it down considerably, pretty and, heavily. And yeah. the weird information about the director having a guy follow around the star. Yeah, I'm like, around kind of depressing. Yeah, kind of make give gives it a weird vibe. And he, and, I mean, that's not like an earnest thing. Like that, I mean, no. like that. You're not gonna get that in every Ernest. No, and no, Ernest no. Um, goes to jail. That that movie is so funny. And yeah, no, and like, nothing like that at all. No. Right? No. Yeah. If anything, yeah, yeah. he he just has a more normal love interest. Yeah. But it's like not even a love interest because she's like, oh, Ernest, I don't even see you like that. And then he's yeah. like, well, all right. Like he just like re- rolls right off. Him yeah. Doesn't care. So one with the Dow, Ernest P. Worrell is. Yep. What correlations do you see between these two, and who wins at Saving Christmas? Oh, <laughs> it, easily, I'm gonna go with Ernest saved Christmas. Damn straight, Ernest brought Santa his sleigh, bro. Yeah, I would even say he actually saved our Christmas too. That's He's that's saved. facts. That's facts. I was like, man, maybe I don't do Christmas this year after watching Saving Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it, it, honestly, if we would have just done done a single feature the other night and only watched uh, Saving Christmas. And not Ernest saves Christmas, then yeah, I would yeah hated Christmas. I, I would have been down for the count. <laughs> it would have been just like last year, whenever we just started with 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 Spirited, and we're like, all right, that was terrible. <laughs> that was the worst yeah. movie ever. What a way to I, kick I, off my favorite I, time of fucking year. Yeah, it's like I, that was terrible. <laughs> Dude, and so and it was just a complete surprise. At least this one we knew what what we were getting into. But um, yeah, I cor- correlations for me, I just see it as you know the. 
Um, you have one movie that is trying to cater to um, mass audiences, and I think it does it really well. I, I guess as well as an earnest movie could for for a Christmas movie. And the other movie is uh, definitely marketing towards as general of an audience as can be marketed to, but specifically in Christianity. Yeah. I, 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 I don't really know. Because um, like Sa- Saving Christmas is just such a weird movie. Man. It opens so with a ska cover of Silent Night. I know I forgot to mention something. And oh, it was that it opens with a ska cover of Silent Night. Forgot to mention too, the soundtrack in that movie is from... A to Y, like it, it, <laughs> it, it hits every genre you could ever imagine, and it does it uncomfortably. Like, yeah, possible. nothing Un- works. unabashedly. It just does it, and you're like, oh, okay. That's what we decided to do, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> I hate you, Kirk Cameron. I hate you I so hate much. You. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, it's it's honestly hard for me to come up with 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 any correlations for this because. They're just so different, and I love yeah. one, like I I pretty much love one. Yeah. And the other one is, I don't. It's like thing it's like not even a movie anything. I would hate watch again. Like I'm just like no. I I hope I never even have to see like a screenshot from this yeah. movie because I'll be furious if I ever have to. Jesus, yeah, I, I I definitely agree on the on the hate watch. Like at least with Ernest, you can watch it, and even like the bad moments, you can laugh at. Yeah, but. Yeah, hate watching Saving Christmas. That's that's a big ask. Just because it's uh, not only does it hit close to home, but it also just it's just terrible, man. It's just <laughs> bad. It's not. Oh, it's, it's unwatchable. It, it's not the good bad either. It's yeah. just like the bad, bad, not good. good. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I think for me, correlations would be like that. These are two people that are genuinely in their minds trying to save Christmas. It's just that Kirk Cameron is doing it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Kirk Cameron is doing it for this, like, egotistical reason of just, like, I don't think history is real. So here's my history. Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains, here to tell you why what I believe yeah. with no biblical or historical backing whatsoever. Yeah. That's how I'm saving Christmas. Whereas Ernest is like... Santa needs his sleigh and all the help he can get. I'm going to do whatever I can. And that's it. He is selfless yep. and he is one with the Tao. Yep. He is just rolling with it, doing whatever he can, doing what, taking whatever means necessary or whatever feels right to get from point A to point B to inevitably getting an infinitely better ending where we get yeah. the new Santa Claus and he takes he takes Ernest and the kid up in the sleigh to, to, to help deliver presents. And the kid just goes like, ah! When they're like, hey, you want to get in the sleigh? And it's just this weird fucking noise. And it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was, All right. Like, that, was, that was strange. <laughs> but no, I think that these are two people that, like that want to save Christmas. One is doing it for, for the wrong reasons. And one is doing it for the real reason for the season. Yeah, he he like, Ernest is already in love with Christmas when the movie opens up. Yes. So it's like, yeah. it's... You know, he he he's already a believer. He already has that that childlike heart yeah. in him. Um, so it makes sense for 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 this character to go on that journey. But yeah, Kirk Cameron's is like trying to convince you of something. Like there isn't a Christmas to save in Kirk Cameron's movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where like yeah. in Earnest, Christmas may never exist again. Yeah, Santa, yeah exactly. the stakes are high. To exist, the stakes yeah. are huge, man. 
he almost wrecks that that entire sleigh. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joey. Do you see any correlations? I think you guys covered them. Yeah. Damn. Christmas, Christmas, yeah, Christmas, snow's coming down. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. What is on next week's docket? It is Joey's turn. Yeah. So. I forgot. It's Home Alone, I know, is the chaser. Home Alone is the chaser, and the 1974 classic Black Christmas. Yeah, Both okay. have been added to Redacted as of okay. today. Dude, I'm so, so yes. fucking excited for Black Christmas. I hope you guys like it. It's been, I've never seen this version, so I'm excited to finally... To, I only saw like the 2007 one. I love it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, alright. Uh, that makes me a little nervous, That's, that's a 50-50. It's <laughs> very, very in line with Halloween. It's just, like, in my mind, it's actually scarier than Halloween. So it's like, if you if if you like getting, you know, kind of like on the edge of your seat, like, that's kind of... Oh, you know how much Joey loves that. <laughs> yeah. It's not All right, It's well. not violent from what, from what I remember. Like, okay. that's, that's why I'm kind of comparing it to Halloween. It just has these really weird... Um, moments in it where it, it, it just gets more eerie than, hey. than than Halloween. I'm excited. The killer kind can of. talk. I'll just put it that way. So the killer how, can how, talk. how he talks is like very okay. off-putting. Interesting. Alright, well, super excited for that. Matt, where can people find us on Letterboxd? On Letterboxd, you can find us on Shot and Chaser Pod. That's right. You can also find us on Instagram at the Shot and the Chaser Pod or the Shot and the Chaser Podcast. You can also find us on Cringe Twitter at the Shot and the Chaser Podcast or at Shot Chaser Pod 22. Let's see what Matt has been cooking. It is literally a picture of Willy Wonka standing next to Gonzo. Yep. <laughs> yep. I had I do. I had to repost that. It's <laughs> the first thing I see. It's Willy Wonka standing next to, to to Gonzo, and then also it has that Martin Scorsese like uh, Gangs of New York. The Gangs of New York. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then we have podcast re reoccurring tonight. I report that dude, you spelled recording wrong, bro. I, I report that the with. Eagles are landing at evening tide. The three Musketeers are assembled under moonlight. The recording sign has been turned on. To which I said, Matt, go to work, <laughs> <laughs> dude. But you gotta read it in the in the earnest voice, though. I report that the Ingle, Eagles are landing at evening tide. The three musketeers are assembled under moonlight. The recording sign has been turned on. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, all right. It's ne- perfect. Never mind. You should have taken the day off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, yes, say that we just saw Saltburn. Oh, yep. Amen. And apparently there's going to be a cool double feature with, with, with Jordan Peele and um, Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. Uh, Nosferatu yeah. on Christmas Day. That is next Christmas is gonna be lit. Yeah, yeah, I might I might have to try and actually make it to the theater for that. Christmas I'm actually kind of experience. excited because that next next Christmas on Christmas Day will be at my parents' house and they have like a sick Alamo like 15 minutes away from them. Nice. That's where we always end up seeing our movies. So I'm I'm pretty pretty pumped. That's gonna be a good day. But uh, until until the next week, I'm Nick. I'm Matt and I'm Joey. Hell yeah! Thank you guys so much and have a good night. Peace, guys. Good night.